Welcome to Binge Sesh, the podcast where you will learn every opinion I've ever had on my favorite TV shows. Each episode, I will review a different TV show and give you information about it. Whether there is behind-the-scenes drama or secrets about the plot or anything else related to that show, you might not have known before. Today, I'm going to be talking about Fleabag. Fleabag is a British dramedy created and written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. The show is actually based on her one-woman show, first performed in 2013 at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and you can find the two seasons on Amazon Prime. Phoebe Waller-Bridge stars as Fleabag, a quirky and directionless woman living in London. One thing about this show is not everybody has a name, not each character you don't know their first name. So, for example, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character is Fleabag, and we never know what her real name is because nobody calls her by her name. And they also don't call her by Fleabag either. That's just, like, how we know her as Fleabag. And there's a small cast in the show, as the only other main characters are her family, so her sister Claire, Claire's husband, Martin, their father, and their godmother-turned-stepmother. Boo is another main character, but that's a little complicated, and there's also the hot priest, but that's only in season two. This show is somewhat indescribable for me. It's nothing like I've ever seen before, and it's somehow simultaneously awkward, hilarious, and heart-wrenchingly sad at the same time. It is something I come back to all the time because I love it so much, and it is a really quick watch. There's only six episodes in a season, and they're each 30 minutes long. So today I have two guests with me on the podcast, and they are Sierra Jorgensen, my roommate, and Tim Goldsmith, my boyfriend. Um, So Sierra, why don't you say hi, and then tell us what your first thoughts were on Fleabag before you watched it, and then as you got into it. Um, Hi, I'm Sierra, and before I watched it, um, I thought it was just going to be, I honestly thought it was a reality TV show because I didn't even like read the description or anything, but when I first started watching it, I thought I wouldn't like it because it was a little confusing and I didn't know where it was going, but then I loved it. And why did you love it all of a sudden? Because the hot priest. Okay. <laughs> And Tim, what did you think before you watched it and then after you got into it? Um, Hi, I'm Tim. Uh, Before I watched it, I really didn't know what it was about, but I knew that you liked it and it had British people in it, so I didn't think that it would be something that you liked. But but then uh, after I watched it, I remember the first thing I thought was that it was really funny and uh, the guy from Sherlock Holmes was in it. Who's that? Uh, The Hot Priest. Oh, Andrew Scott? Yeah, he's in Sherlock Holmes. Or Sherlock. Yeah, I am notorious for not liking shows if they have British people in it. But this is one of the only exceptions to that rule. So the first season, it focuses on Fleabag and her life after the death of her best friend, Boo, who accidentally killed herself after her boyfriend cheated on her. Uh, Boo didn't want to die. She just wanted to end up in the hospital so her boyfriend would show up. But she ends up killing herself and three other people. We also learn that her relationship with her family 
is fraught because their mother is no longer alive. Her father is very quiet. He, he says maybe like three whole sentences throughout the entire show. And her sister, Claire, is resentful. So Claire and Fleabag both hate their stepmother, who was their godmother until their actual mother died. And then the godmother and their father got together. And they, like, hate her. She really sucks. But she's kind of miserable, and she has lots of sex. She has a boyfriend at the beginning, but they soon break up. And one of my favorite things about this show now... I want to get into her breaking the fourth wall and, like, speaking to us directly. So, basically, she'll be talking to someone and then all of a sudden turn and face the camera and talk to the audience. And we don't even know her name, but we know every single thought that she has. And as I mentioned before, she used to have a cafe with Boo, and it's a guinea pig-themed cafe. And the other reason it's still guinea pig-themed is because Boo loved it so much and Fleabag is too sad to change it now that she's dead. And we don't find out exactly why Boo killed herself until the end of the first season, but once you do, you have to look at Fleabag differently. The whole show, she kind of just proves that she's not a good person, but you also can't help but feel for her. Okay, so what happened with Boo? Throughout the first season, each episode gives us flashbacks where we see two people looking like they are about to have sex, and we don't know who the two people are, but we understand this is a point of distress in Fleabag's mind. We also know that Boo was concerned her boyfriend had slept with someone else. Slept with someone else, he said. He told me he fucks someone else. So throughout the first season, we get this buildup of who did Boo's boyfriend cheat on her with? Why is it so hard for Fleabag to think about? And is it because that's the reason Boo killed herself? Well, in the end of the first season, we learn that it was Fleabag who Boo's boyfriend cheated on her with, which technically means that because of Fleabag, Boo accidentally killed herself. And now I want to take a step back from the show from Fleabag for a moment and I want to talk about the whole blaming situation of a cheater. So, Sierra, Tim, if your boyfriend, girlfriend cheated on you with someone else, who would you blame for that? I would blame my boyfriend because it's on him to be loyal. You wouldn't be mad at the person he cheated with at all? Well, it depends on if she knew that he was in a relationship or not. Let's say he did. Sure, she did. She knew if she, I would be pissed at her too, because then she's a homewrecker. <laughs> but would you be more mad at her than your boyfriend? I don't think so. Kay. I think I'd be more mad at my boyfriend. I agree with Sarah. I would be more mad at my girlfriend. But then it's like in the show's case, like if your best friend cheats on. If your boyfriend cheats on you with your best friend, then I feel like that could be an equal hate thing. Like, I would hate both of them for till I die. Yeah. Yeah. Your boyfriend is committed to you, not the person that he slept with. But also, if you're best friends, you have, like, a committed relationship to your best friend, too. That's kind of just, like, a, a thing that you don't do to your best friend. Um so it's a little complicated, 
And clearly, Fleabag feels terrible that her sleeping with Boo's boyfriend led to her death. Um, And she blames herself. But we never actually know if Boo knew that it was Fleabag who slept with him, which is interesting because would you want to know if it was your best friend or would you rather not know, like if you were going to die? I was, well, I was going to ask that, too, if she ever actually found out, because you only see her, like, crying to Fleabag, saying, like, he's going to regret this, blah, 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 or he'll have to come and see me. It seems like she's still talking to Fleabag with, like, confidence, like she's her best friend. Uh, so I don't know if I would rather know that it was with my best friend or not. But I do think it's interesting that Fleabag still feels bad about it, and, like, she caused Boo's death, even though... Maybe if she had talked to Boo about it, it wouldn't have ended up in the same way. You know what I'm saying? That's like, what I was thinking. I think maybe if Fleabag had said something to her, she maybe would have, like, got off track on trying to, like, prove to her boyfriend that she needs him still and maybe, like, turn her anger towards Fleabag. But also, because we only see her see Boo crying for a little bit and she doesn't explicitly say if she knows or not, but... Like, Fleabag is an unreliable narrator, too. She's the only perspective we get in the show. So it's also, like, wouldn't she just block that out, you think, if she knew? Yeah. I don't know. Would you Would you want to know if it was – well, fairly hypothetical situation, but <laughs> I'm, if I were to cheat on you with Sierra, would you want to know that it was Sierra? Yeah. I would want to know. I mean, okay, wait, but if I was going to die in, like, the next 24 hours? I think minus the die part, because she didn't even know she was going to die. Okay, but she knew she was going to hurt herself. Hurt. Yeah. Okay, so if I knew that I wasn't going to die, I would want to know, because we live together, and I would not want to live with you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but also... If, if this happened, like I, like, I don't know how even... I don't know how Fleabag wasn't like, wait... I did this, and yeah, please exactly. don't kill yourself, even though you just want to get hurt. Like, yeah, don't do it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, do you think she still would have tried to do that if she knew it was Fleabag? Yeah, and what kind of friend is Fleabag for not stopping her from that's walking out into the middle of the street? Yeah. But also, I don't know if she actually knew she was gonna do that. Okay, she might not have known specifically she was gonna walk out into the middle of a busy street, but she knew that she was gonna hurt, hurt herself, herself enough to get in the hospital. Yeah, and yeah. probably it was more the bus driver's fault because they were in the cycling lane. No, she got hit by the bike first. Oh. I don't know. I couldn't stare my friend in the eyes and watch her cry and be like, not say anything. Exactly. I would, yeah. So she, yeah, Fleabag sucks, but also I love her (laughs) and I feel bad for her. (laughs) Okay, now, if you were Fleabag, would you want her to know? Do you think that would help or hurt the situation? I think it would. Honest, like honesty, is probably you know, the best. Like no matter what, no matter how you would feel about telling them, I think it's probably still the best to let them know. Would you regret it then if they died the next day that you didn't tell them? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I was saying like she should have told her no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I agree. I would if that happened. I feel like you would haunt me. Like oh, yeah. I never told you. <laughs> I feel like Ashley's haunting me. Well, that's kind of how it is in Fleabag. Yeah. Like, 
she can't yeah, stay mentally. in a relationship because or like I don't know it, and it's I get we're probably gonna get to this later but I think it's interesting how we found out by like her sister telling like believing her boyfriend as opposed to it's like interesting oh, yeah. how her actions now like affect her life like all the time and that's all she can ever really think about yeah quick sidebar in the ending of the first season um Martin who is Claire's boyfriend or husband, husband who is so Fleabag's brother-in-law he like tries to kiss her or like forces himself on her he's super inappropriately sexual all the time terrible yeah person. yeah and so then Fleabag tells Claire eventually and Martin just like gaslights Claire into believing that she that is something Fleabag would do because she did the same thing to Boo her best friend and so yeah like Claire blurts that out at her like why would I trust you after what you did to Boo I have a, wait I have a question because I only I've only seen all the second season and maybe half of the first season so does Fleabag like explicitly tell Claire that she slept with Boo's boyfriend we don't or, know so we don't ever know how they find out no, that was all before the show happened. Okay. Yeah. Um, but obviously Claire knows, so yeah. I'm assuming that she told Claire. Um, so, yeah. It's a little slut shamey there, but we'll move on to season two now. Sierra's favorite season. <laughs> and what is your favorite season, Sierra? Well, it starts off really crazy, and it's just... I think a lot more fast-paced from the beginning than season one, and also the priest. Yeah, the priest. And episode one is just crazy. Yeah. Before we get into that, though, sorry. That's okay. Just a quick rundown. The beginning of season two, Fleabag has lost connection with her family. They haven't talked in like over a year since the ending of the last season, but her cafe is doing much better. But her family does not believe her at all because it's always, always done bad, but it's now finally doing better. And season two is also my favorite season because of the hot priest, Andrew Scott, but mostly just because of the plot between the two of them. It's just so good. Um, Fleabag's father and godmother are getting married and they've befriended the priest who will officiate the wedding. And immediately he gives cool, young, socially adept priest who also curses and smokes. All right, Sierra, what did you have to say about the first episode? Um, well, I don't even know where to start on that episode. <laughs> well, we don't need to go like minute by minute of it. I think just the big things that happen. Yeah. And also just like in contrast to the first season, it is a lot more fast paced. Yeah. Um, just like so much happens all at once and you can tell that the season is going to be different just because we do learn that Fleabag is like doing better like financially in her job and she's also like doing better mentally I guess because in the first season she would always like like disrupt things and make it about herself with her family and this whole time in the first episode they're just having dinner the whole time she is just being like normal and her whole family is like what is wrong with you um claire finally yells at her yeah claire also has a miscarriage in the first episode which just tells you how fast-paced that is 
Oh, yeah, and it, it's Fleabag's birthday or something, right? Yeah, we missed her birthday. Okay, well, her dad gives her, like, a card, <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, open it up at the table, and he's like, no, no, but then she opens it, and it's, like, one free ticket to a can- counseling A session, counselor, yeah. And everyone's like, oh. And then... <laughs> he said that was a bedroom present. Bedroom present. <laughs> a present you open in your bedroom when you're alone. Okay, yeah. So, first episode straight away, biggest takeaway, we have a new character, the priest. He does not have a name. He's just the priest. Um, or the hot priest, if you like. I think I really hated Martin that episode because of what he said after mm-hmm. Fleabag. Kind of, I don't know how to explain it. She said she had abortion, so... Miscarriage. Sister, mis- yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Miscarriage, so her sister would go to the hospital because her sister went, didn't want to go. And then Martin was basically like, well, the baby abandoned ship because... If it didn't want to be in there, it, it didn't, didn't want to be, be in there. there. He's like, it's the kid's choice. <laughs> and then Fleabag punches him, and then, yeah, it gets all crazy. Everybody gets bloody. So really, Martin's saying that about his own wife. Yeah. yeah. Which he doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, Martin sucks. Um, but anyways, second season, the priest and Fleabag start hanging out. She's interested in him, but he is very adamant that they have to remain friends. The tension is palpable. You just know they are going to have sex at some point. So remember how I said earlier that Fleabag breaks the fourth wall and speaks directly to the camera as if we are the only ones that can hear her? Well, when she's talking to the priest and turns to the camera to talk to us, he notices. We lost a week. What was that? What? Where did you just go? What? He just went somewhere. There. There. Where's she just gonna be? Nova? Uh, and that that's how you know that they're in love and they're gonna have sex. Because <laughs> no one's <laughs> ever done that before. No one else notices when she does that, but he does. And he... He this sees her for who she truly is. Exactly. Not the version of herself that she puts on for everyone else. And another thing I love about season two is the progression of Fleabag and Claire's relationship. In the first season, they kind of just put up with each other. Like, they're the sisters who just, like, fight all the time, you know? And then in the second, they finally start to become friends and something that will always make me want to cry is what Claire says during their father's wedding. The only person I'd want for an airport for is you. It's just crazy coming from her because they can't even hug for longer than a second. They can't even touch fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I think that's just like such a sweet moment because the second season really is all about her relationship with the hot priest, but... I love Claire as a character, and I think their relationship with each other is probably more prominent for me than hers with the priest. The last thing I want to talk about is the hotly contested ending of the priest and Fleabag's relationship. So in the last few episodes of the show, the two of them finally sleep together, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge needs to start writing romance novels because it is just so good. And there's a scene between the two of them 
that just makes you want to scream. You okay, father? Oh, fuck you calling me father like it doesn't turn you on just to say it. I can't go too into the details of what happens after that, but trust me, you need to watch it. I think it's Tiara's probably favorite part of the entire show. When they do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> when they can, when in the, what's it called, the confession booth. Yeah, there's that, but I was thinking of when he says, don't act like it doesn't turn you oh, on. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, don't yeah. call me father like it doesn't <laughs> turn you on just to say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part and the confession booth is my favorite. Yeah, that's what we can't talk about too explicitly, but just watch it. Just watch it. You guys get it. Yeah. So back to what I was saying before, the aftermath of them sleeping together, the priest is very committed to his job and makes it clear he cannot be in a relationship. She wants him to change his mind, but she also kind of understands that he won't. And the way this conversation and entire show ends is my most favorite and most hated ending of all time. I love you. It'll pass. <laughs> It'll pass. That is the worst thing you could ever say to somebody who you just told that you love them. Like, what kind of response is that? It makes me mad. And... Okay, he does say I love you back, but at first he says it'll pass. Like, so rude. I didn't think like he said it back. He does eventually say it back, but people really like to focus on the it'll pass part. It's, it's like, I'm sure he sins other times in his life. He curses, he, he smokes, so why he can't drinks. he just have sex? If That's if, crossing the line, I guess. How though, because... Well, he did have sex. Yeah. With her. So he, he can do it again. Yeah. They he, did multiple times, right? I know, but I'm saying I think he like twice. loves her. <laughs> well, if you get three strikes, <laughs> and then you're out. He's cool priest. Why why can't priests be married? Is Like, what is the reason behind that? It, you have to be entirely devoted to God. So your it's either your wife or God? To the service of the Lord, so it's like can't be like in service to your wife or husband so it's like the same as like nuns but i thought that nobody has you can't like rank who's the best at faith you know what i mean like just because i'm married doesn't mean that i'm less religious than my priest am i am i wrong i don't know i'm not do we have a catholic person we can bring in <laughs> for verification because they're catholic right well what's the difference they're i feel like they're maybe more strict because yeah. I know, like, I don't know if it's just, like, well, any Catholic priest ever can't be married. Like, even at, like, even our local Catholic churches here, I wonder if the priests there are married or not. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I've never been to a Catholic church. I did one time. Were they married? It was epic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask. Well, this says priests may not marry after ordination. So after they're ordained. So what if they're married and then they get ordained? That's a life hack. Oh, that is a life hack. <laughs> I bet probably they do get to keep their wife, huh? But or I maybe they just won't get ordained. Well, because divorcing is a, even worse. Oh, yeah, that's true. Do they not? So they're saying, well, you can't get divorced, so just don't get married. Theologically, it may be pointed out that priests serve in the place of Christ, and therefore their ministry especially configures them to Christ. Christ was not married. Church is the highest calling. Christ so is not real. WWJD. Christ as in Jesus Christ? Was Jesus married? 
Or do you have 12 hot boys? Well, that depends if you think he was real or not. They, they're Catholic. They think he's real. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, like, trying to be like Christ. Actually, Christ is also God and the Holy Spirit. That's what I was thinking. He's not real. God is not real. They're, they're Catholic. They believe that. Yeah, but they're brainwashed, so. Well, but you're asking, like, if they're already. Yes, okay, fine. If they believe in it, yes, then that they makes sense. They want to be sense. like Christ. But, no, that doesn't make sense. So they walk around in a robe and sandals and don't shower and get nailed to a cross. Isn't it a part of Catholic religion where all sins are the same? Yeah, no no sin is worse than another sin. All sin, all sinning is sinning. So in my brain, it's like if he can cuss and he can smoke, I feel like smoking is a sin maybe. No, is it? You think so? I don't know. I think it'd be considered a sin. Well, I'm sure probably There's probably something like do no harm to your body or something. Yeah. Jesus was rolling up. How do you know that? I don't know. (laughs) He's also like five foot three. How do you know that? That's how tall people were back then. Really? Yeah. Are we going to cut out this whole section? No, I'll keep it in. (laughs) Uh, What was I going to say? Oh, but imagine if the character had just been like, normal priest he has had to have a little bit of swag to him he could like could cuss and smoke and have sex twice that's the whole point of the character and it's like the having having him be a priest was like so they could bail and like not have it work out for him yeah exactly it's the forbidden love you she that's what makes it so she goes after it because she knows in the end she can't have it yeah it's not forbidden so she can it is she can save herself from the rejection of somebody just not wanting to be with her just because they don't like her. Yeah, that's what makes he's yeah. he can't be with her because he can't get married. He can't date. He wants to be with her, but he can't. That's what makes it so heartbreaking. That's what makes it so hot. I think it's more like a doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my what head. you really you don't think he wants to? I think, imagine. Okay, I but think it's his decision. You don't think he loves her? Imagine you literally believe. If you get if you get married as a priest, you're gonna rot in hell for all of eternity and okay, have to walk okay. in, in <laughs> okay. have to walk in a big circle in the seventh ring of hell. Okay, I'm would not... you rather stay a priest or they don't have to, to get married? Sex and get married. <laughs> they don't have to get married. They can oh just have God. a relationship. But that usually ends in marriage, huh? Doesn't have to. <laughs> but but it's also like if they love each other, they can love each other and go to the end well we also don't know what happens afterwards that's true right i already know what happens what they get they get together exactly (laughs) it's up to your interpretation sierra does not know what happens there's no third season there's no plan to make she's not gonna make a third season no this is the end oh yeah and there's some weird thing about a fox following the priest yeah the fox is like a motif for the priest so um I guess, like, when foxes appear, what is it? Like, bad things happen to him? Or he just, he's just scared yeah, of foxes. Scared of them, I think. And they somehow just, like, show up on him all the time. And so, yeah, after he walks away from Pleabag at the very end, a little fox trails after him. And then she's like, he went that way. Mm-hmm. And then the fox eats him. What, is that? what do you think that means? Like, the fox is chasing after him. Does it mean anything? Well, what does what does uh, he? I feel like his. I don't know if it's necessarily like danger or whatever. I think he just said that he always has a fox following him around. Or yeah. did he say that he was scared of them? Or he's, he's just scared always, of, he's he just always scared of them. them. He's scared of them, and he, I think he says it's like they know that he's scared of them. 
so they like always are around. So the fox represents Fleabag. What? I don't know. <laughs> it could be. Okay. Let me pass off this opinion of this Vulture article as my own. So, halfway through the season, Fleabag and the Priest drink gin and tonics on a bench in the church garden when the fox first appears. Uh, right after the priest tells Fleabag she's good for him because she makes him question his faith. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. She makes him question his faith. So he does. He thinks about it. Like, he thinks about, like, whether he really believes in it because he loves Fleabag. He loves sex. That, that was before they had sex. And oh. he kind of likes God. Well... <laughs> It, was a, it wasn't a fox, was it? He runs by in three bag. Foxes have been after me for years. It's like they have a pact or something. Foxes are seen as a spirit guide who helps you navigate the spirit world. Okay, that could be it. They can represent creativity, passion, wisdom, charm, cleverness, nobility. Passion. Protection, guidance, negative traits, cunning, trickster, difficulty. Yeah. Demonic. Kind of up real quick. Yeah. So they, this article says that the fox is a stand-in for the priest's conflicted feelings about his, celibate, his celibacy and his budding love for Fleabag. So if we think about it like that. Because it represents fear for him. Yeah, it's like represents him like straying from his faith that he's like the path he set his life on. And if he's seen them before, he's probably had other people that he's maybe loved or other girls that he's talked to maybe. But, so it's like uh, they always maybe come back when – he finds someone that makes him question his faith or that he wants to be with. All right. Well, that's the end of the show with the fox and I love you, it'll pass. There aren't any other plans to make another season, which is sad. But now that I've watched the show so many times, I'm kind of getting to like the ending a little bit more. It's ambiguous, but we knew the whole time that they couldn't be together. So it's kind of like they set you up for like false hope. I love this show so much and recommend it to everyone. It is one of my favorite shows of all time, and it's definitely a must-watch for sure. Sierra, Tim, any last thoughts? It was a good show. I kind of wish the ending could have been more like they could have been together, but they could have not. Yeah. Instead of just they're not. I wish Mm -hmm. the ending would have been... Exactly what I wanted to happen with the two characters. (laughs) It would have been bad if the ending was like, oh, happily ever after. But it also sucks that they're not together. So I wish they would have ended it on like some... It is. I love a a bad ending, though. Not like a bad ending, but like not the ending that you don't want. But, Sarah, you don't explicitly know that they didn't end up together afterwards. Exactly. He probably turned right back around and came back. Yeah. We can say that he did. Get on your knees. (laughs) He <laughs> probably said that. Call me father. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been Binge Sesh. <laughs>